0: Welcome to Paladino Live here on the thesportstuff.com. This is episode number 20. That's right, number 20. Finally, the 20th show is here. Milestone number 2. Is the number 10 was the first milestone. But uh, anyhow, it is great to be back here. It is the 17th of July, a one-month anniversary since I quit smoking cigars. So there you go. I am... Very happy about that, and the coughing is gone. Well, for the most part, but anyhow, we are available on thesportsstuff.com as I said, and I thank all of you for downloading, as well as all of you on iTunes and MediaFly. Welcome aboard, Paladino Live. It is great to have you, and we're going to talk about the wolves in the wild today, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of twins a little bit of baseball because uh well mainly the all-star game i'm not going to get too hot and heavy into that because you know all-star games don't really mean all that much really they just don't even though this one was kind of crazy but uh we're going to go wild wolves and twins in that order just like normal um got some news to talk about with the wild and the wolves so we'll be right back after this announcement (laughs) What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs Endzone Show right here on thesportstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show, so be sure you check out the Chiefs Endzone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. And we are back here on Paladino Live, again, episode number 20, and we're going to talk about the Minnesota Wild, first of all. Um... A little bit of news going on. The Wild uh, place. Stefan Veilu on waivers on Wednesday as a uh, little interesting move by the Wild. It's because the uh, Veyu and the Wild were in a dispute with their negotiations. Uh, Veyu wants a pay increase from his uh, five, $595,000 salary from last year. Uh, understandable. He had a very solid year, but the uh, Wild probably Well, I mean, Veyu probably wanting a little bit too much for the Wild to really want to go. So the Wild placed him on waivers, and it's a strategic move as they figure, hey, you know, if if you feel you're worth as much as you say, someone will claim you. If not, well, we'll get right back to you, and uh, we'll get you that one-year deal done. As um, Minnesota Wild, as quoted in the Star Tribune, did that with Richard Park a few years back. They put him on, on uh, waivers, let him go all the way through the waivers, and, uh, yeah, Park was not claimed, of course, and was re-signed to a one-year deal, and, uh, of course, was not with the team much longer after that. Uh, could could end up happening long-term with Veyu. Uh Well, Veyu did clear waivers, as uh, just came off on the Star Tribune. The, Veyu will be most likely back with the Wild. They'll probably just sign him to a one-year deal, and... Yeah, he'll be an unrestricted free agent next year. So that's pretty much where things stand with uh, the gritty Stefan Veo. Valuable player, but not not anything special. Uh, it wouldn't kill me if he's gone, because uh, it would just open a spot for one of the the young guys. As Doug Riesbrau has quoted numerous times, he wants to leave spots open for young guys, so he signs Owen Nolan. So <laughs> some things are changing here and there. Uh, also, the Wild, indeed sign Clayton Stoner to a one-year deal. Defenseman Clayton Stoner, he was on the uh, Houston Arrows last year. Was a pretty high draft pick, third-round pick a few years back, and uh, has not made it to the National Hockey League as of yet, as uh, the Wilds' farm system with defense and has been very porous over the years. They're just finally starting to address that. Finally. It's only about eight years in. So, <laughs> better late than never, I guess. Um, they also announced their schedule today that they open their season against the Boston Bruins Manny Fernandez and the Boston Bruins also in the new NHL schedule format the wild will play each eastern conference team at least once so that's very good as uh you know you get to see all of them finally you get to see Montreal you get to see Pittsburgh you get to see uh the Tampa Bay Lightning or whoever you know you get to see all these cool teams out east Toronto and uh, Quebec, or not Quebec? What am I talking about? Ottawa. Sorry. <laughs> um, I like that. I like this idea. It's the right thing to do. Uh, the NBA has done that forever and ever and ever, so it's good that you play everybody at least once, and maybe not, maybe eliminate some of those Western coverage games. That gets kind of old, you know. You play in the Calgary Flames eight times a year. It's like, yeah, it's entertaining, but it's it's stupid, you know. At the same time, you know, you gotta you gotta balance it out a little bit. So that is very good news. The Wild also play Boston, Tampa Bay, and the New York Islanders twice, so that's interesting. We'll find out what happens. Uh, the full regular season schedule released today, so hockey fans, check those schedules out for you. Not just the Wild, everybody. <laughs> His, uh, schedules are coming today, or have already come probably by now, the time you're listening to this, but you get the idea. Well, it looks like that's about it for the Minnesota Wild for now. A couple of minor league moves. They also signed uh, Alevki, the left wing Alevki, uh, today, along with Clayton Stoner. So two minor leaguers signed. That's good. Peter Alevki, the right wing. We'll see how that goes. Both one-year deals, as uh, mentioned. Yeah, Stoner, or no, it looks like both of them were. Yeah, Alevki was a third pick. 78th overall in 2004, spent last season with the Houston Arrows of the AHL, recording 17 goals, 16 assists, and 61 games. Not bad. 22-year-old Slovakian has played three campaigns with the Arrows since leaving his homeland, amassing 43 tallies and 92 points in 197 contests. Uh, yeah, kind of not, not just, just not made it to the NHL yet. That's just the way it goes. Stoner, at age 23, was selected one spot after Olavki in the 2004 draft. So back-to-back picks. The six-foot-four, 212-pound native of British Columbia registered only three goals and 12 assists in uh, 78 penalty minutes, and 78 penalty minutes. Sorry, in 56 games with Houston last year. So those stats actually aren't that bad. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you would have thought something was gonna. You would have thought both of these guys would be on the roster by now, or at least have a crack at it. We'll see. Uh, Wild also keeping Danny Ehrman as well. So Gopher hockey fans that remember him, a very valuable guy on the Gophers, uh, still has not cracked the NHL roster yet. I would love to see him here. But uh, with that, we're going to conclude the hockey talk and slide on over to the National Basketball Association. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Vikings ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. We are back here on Paladino Live, on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, and MediaFly. Real quick, I'm going to mention that on thesportstuff.com, we do have a message boards. It is uh, 100% free and 100% fun. Uh, simply click on the button on the upper right-hand corner where it says TSS Boards. There will be a link and where you can uh, open an account. It is a, it is free, as I said, and uh, you can interact with All of us here on thesportsstuff.com, all of us show hosts and members, we've had new members come one after the other, and it's great. We're growing. Let's keep this thing growing. And, hey, if you're a podcaster or you'd like to be a podcaster, record a show and send it to Dylan. Look up Dylan on thesportsstuff.com. Dylan Richardson is our executive producer, and uh, we all love him. He's a great guy. And um, if your podcast is quality, you will be a member of TSS there's a very good shot of that uh if if you don't make the cut don't get disappointed because there's always a chance you can make it again you know just just try harder you know that's all it's simple just keep practicing try harder i mean we're all trying to improve as i am on a day-to-day basis as uh we all need to improve so with that definitely become a member of this site you will enjoy it it is worth it now the Minnesota Timberwolves finally make a move with one of the three guys, the Craig Smith, Telfair, Gomes group, well, Chris Richards, so I guess four guys, and guess who it was? Guess who it was? The one guy I thought was probably going to be gone. Now, this could be a financial decision, ultimately long-term, when we look at things. The Wolves agree to terms with Craig Smith. Craig Smith, Yeah. So, Marcus Forecaster, if you're listening out there, smile. Your guy is coming back. Your guy is coming back, Marcus. Congrats on that. Uh, I like Craig Smith as well. I am a fan of his. Uh, his defense is, question, is a question mark, but he is a valuable, valuable low-post offensive weapon. He gets it done. He really does. Uh, there are times that he has just exploded out there. And, um, yeah, he's had some 30-point games, some upper 20s, upper teens. He's a factor. And, and in, like, what, like 12-minute games, I've seen him have, like, 13 points. So this guy can get it done on the offensive side of the ball. He has a really nice inside game, despite his uh, shorter size. But nicknamed the Rhino and the Cookie Monster. Uh we love to call him the Cookie Monster here in Minnesota. But, uh, yeah, he averaged 9.4 points, 56.3% shooting from the field. By the way, so he's got a great field goal percentage Because he's got that very solid inside game As I mentioned, 4.6 rebounds in 77 games last season Including 11 starts He recorded a career-high 36 in a game at Washington last December So pretty darn awesome stuff Uh, He was a second-round pick The first second-round pick the Wolves have ever hit on He was out of Boston College Despite the fact he's an Inglewood California, so probably a Laker fan growing up, very likely. Pl- lived in the uh, same place as the Great Western Forum. Who could not be a Laker fan if you grew up there? So, um, <laughs> with that, though, it makes things interesting. It definitely does. Uh, Sebastian Telfair. Now, he's remained an unrestricted free agent. There has been really nothing about him other than the quote if a week or so ago. Kevin McHale said they want more than we can give them. So, uh, Okay. That tells you something's amiss there And uh, the fact things have been quiet Well, on P.A. in Dubai today P.A. Paul Allen Mentioned That he has a very strong belief Being that he has talked to some Wolves insiders you Now, something I'd like to get doing at some point very soon <laughs> I'd love to get into that grapevine But uh, he has the strong belief That the Minnesota Timberwolves will be making a trade for a veteran point guard. And, uh, Jamal Tinsley's name brought, when Jamal Tinsley's name was brought up, the Timberwolves said no. So that is not one of the guys they are after. But, there is a possibility. The player could be Kirk Heinrich of Chicago. With, Derrick uh, Derek Rose being taken number one overall. That's a lot of stock you're putting in a guy who is a point guard. So you have another guy who has a, uh, well, he has a contract. Kirk Heinrich, that is cap friendly in that it decreases year by year. That's very rare. Most contracts increase year by year. Um, we know these type of contracts exist. Uh, if you've played NBA 2K games, it's, they're on there. Uh, I've signed guys to that in the video game, but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how interested the player would be in real life. But, yeah, Heinrich's contract is that. And, uh, well, it'd make things quite interesting if we got Kirk Heinrich. Heinrich did have a fairly crappy year last year with the Chicago Bulls until later he was on my fantasy team didn't help much but until later in the year when he really helped but that's how it goes with some of these quote unquote big guns in fantasy sports never cut them never cut them never and don't trade them either because you're going to get crappy value simply bench them and uh, hold on to them but yeah uh, with that though now what do you do with Ryan Gomes? What do you do with Ryan Gomes, a guy I absolutely love, and I actually favored over Craig Smith for uh, a long, long period of time. Well, look at this uh, paragraph here, a short paragraph, sentence, whatever, in uh, the Star Tribune. Gomes' agent likely is eyeing the full mid-level exception of $5.6 million for next season. If Gomes signs with another team, the Wolves will have seven days to match the offer or let Gomes go. Now, that's pretty much what I expected, and, uh, yeah, I expected. I'm, I'm not surprised by this, that he's looking at the full mid-level exception. Um, well, that's how it goes, and uh, this could be a financial decision with Craig Smith picking him up or, you know, signing him to what could be, oh, maybe $2 million a year or so, $4 million over two years, versus signing uh, Gomes for 5.6. Uh, man, what do you do? What do you do? If Gomes does sign an offer sheet with someone, what do you do? That's a tough decision that the Wolves are going to have to make. Uh, I, I think it depends also on how long the contract is, because we have had so many, we've been cursed with so many bad contracts, long contracts on this team over the years, that... Uh, I'm pretty skittish on signing another one, man. Unless his name is Al Jefferson, pretty much, at this point. Uh, Randy Foy, even, I'm, I'd be scared of that, definitely, until he proves himself. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be a tough decision for the Wolves. Uh, if it was a three-year deal, i do it. i do it. i do it. Three years. Anything more, I can't do it. It's just too scary for me. Too many bad situations even though um, Gomes clearly is the kind of guy I, you can count on. I really believe that. I believe in Ryan Gomes. I really do. Uh, but it's a tough decision, really tough, tough, tough decision. Other than that, it's kind of hard to really get a feel on what's going on. Uh, the point guard thing intrigues me, but then what do you do with Foy and McCann? So What do you do? Do you move Foy to shooting guard? Do you bench Foy? Do you trade Foy? Do you trade McCants? Uh, McCants already has been a sixth man. N- not sure how really he wants to stay in that role for forever. Uh, and does McCants really truly deserve to start? I hard to say. Does Foy truly deserve to start? Hard to say. Hard to say. Neither one to me has proven that they are a major factor on this team yet. And uh, some of you may strongly disagree with me. Randy Foy's rookie year was awesome. It really was. I really thought this guy had a chance to be uh excellent guard in this league, maybe an all-star after his first year. But, man, after his second year, very hard to say. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, if you take away his left hand, you know, there's that tell in the NBA, if you take away Foy's left hand, it's over. So, (laughs) There's a lot of decisions on this team. A lot of guys that play similar positions or play, you know, there there, there there are too many tweeners on this team, and that can drive you crazy. There's no true point guard on this team. Um, Craig Smith is kind of a tweener because he's short. He, he's a defensive liability. Gomes is valuable. He's like a two. He he's kind of a tweener too between the small forward and power forward. Now you have two power forwards. You have no center. <laughs> you know, with you know the Kevin Love, Al Jefferson thing, you have no true center out of those two, and you got to think we drafted Kevin Love to start, and Al Jefferson sure as hell ain't going to be a, a backup, and that would be just retarded. So uh, yeah, and you draft Corey Brewer. What 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 is he? What's Corey Brewer? Is he a backup? Is he a starter? Is he a shooting guard? Is he a small forward? Should he be playing over Ryan Gomes? <laughs> I don't know about that. So it's you know there's so many decisions that need to be made with this team. The roster is confusing to me, and uh, <laughs> I guess that's why they won 22 games last year, as they said in a video. Now with that, I'm going to conclude this Wolves talk. And uh, speaking of videos, speaking of videos, the team I'm going to talk about next briefly will be the Minnesota Twins, and uh, I made a Minnesota Twins video. A few nights ago, finally made another video. Put a lot of work into it. Actually, it took me about two hours to make. Um, you know, it's not the angry video game nerd or anything. I'm not that good yet, but <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was a pretty cool video. I really enjoyed making it. Do check it out on YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. YouTube.com forward slash Paladin Joe. It'll be the video right on the top, right on the front because it's the newest one. Um, Talking about the four pitchers as uh, very valuable guys for this team going into the second half. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, by the way, a quick announcement on that YouTube page. My 100th subscriber signed up today. 100. Now, by the way, subscribing on YouTube is free. You know, subscribing to someone's channel, as they call it, like mine, which is Paladin Joe, do subscribe. It's free, just like sportsf.com It's free, and uh, it was great to see that hundred subscriber. Uh, my belief is I could have had quite a few more subscribers if I didn't uh, have, like, a dead period here and when I didn't really make any videos over the last five months. I made, like, one or two videos. So um, with that, I'm going to conclude this segment, and we'll be right back to talk a little baseball. And we are back here on Paladino Live, Paladino Live, where we are never one dimensional because we talk about three different teams and uh, three different sports and heck, even other stuff. Might even get into politics or stocks or anything, life stories, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, I also forgot to mention earlier, now, better late than never, as we like to say. We do have a voicemail line here on thesportsstuff.com. It is 916 912 4263. 916 912 4263. Simply treat it as a voicemail, like you would anywhere else. Say who you are calling for, which show. So say, I'm calling for Paladino Live. Ask a question, make a comment, um, give an opinion. Whatever you like, uh, be even humorous, be be goofy, whatever you want. You know, you're all welcome you're on this show. As long as it's not too crazy or too stupid, <laughs> you'll hear your voice here on Paladino Live. You'll be technically on air with me. I'd also like to mention I will be getting guests on this show at certain points. Possibly have Marcus Forecaster on here. He is an NBA guru, and uh, you will enjoy what he has to say. Uh might have... Uh, guy that goes by Nate Dog, he's also called Neil. <laughs> so uh he may likely be on this show to talk a little Minnesota Wild or on Purple Mafia, which was a commercial I played earlier on this show. That is my exclusive Minnesota Vikings podcast. He will talk a little uh talk on there maybe also. Now with that we're gonna get into the Minnesota Twins. Now well the home run derby it's it's cool, it's sexy, but it's unimportant of course. Uh I wasn't really able to watch it, but everything I heard, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Josh Hamilton, unbelievable. Hit 28 home runs. 28 home runs in the home run derby, but did not win because Justin Morneau was steady. And that's what you got to be. you got to be steady and consistent in the home run derby, not just hot early and die late. Justin Morneau won the home run derby. The guy that was out in the first round last year. The former AL MVP and maybe, maybe future AL MVP. If if Hamilton slows down, um, let's just hope none of their swings. Let's just hope they didn't ruin their swing, as that's always a tell in Major League Baseball now. People sit out a home run derby so they don't screw up their swing. Uh, I I hate hearing about that kind of stuff. It drives me so crazy. It, it it's just like, come on, you know, how about how about making adjustments in the second half? You know, because pitchers probably made adjustments and shut you down. That's really what it is. How about adjusting to the new way the pitchers are coming at you because they find weaknesses in your swing? How about that, huh? That could maybe have something to do with it. Uh, if you hurt yourself at home run derby because you're swinging too hard, well, okay, we're happy for you. Um, May you be careful? <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyhow, uh, there was an all-star game. Yeah, it was a very long all-star game. It was so long, it could have been a disaster, as many have said. Uh, I apologize if it's a repeated type of quote, but, uh, well, it, it is what it is. The game went way too long, absolutely too long. Twelve innings, uh, Justin Morno's name pops up again, by the way, as he was driven in to finally score the winning run. Oh, man, were they so lucky that we got that. Major League Baseball is so lucky that that run did score at that point because, all of the relief pitchers had been exhausted at that point. They were on their last amount of innings that they can normally pitch without overdoing it, you know, over, overworking the pitcher. As a, Was it an inning or two? Two innings, I believe, for both relievers at the time, which is where you want to go. You don't want to overpitch them in an All-Star game, a game that means nothing. This isn't the uh, seventh game of the World Series here, or seventh game of the ALDS, you know, DS, Divisional Series, <laughs> you know. Or even like, you know, like a late pennant race type of game where you're just this close, you know, this close to making the playoffs. It's an all-star game. It's just an all-star game. So, uh thank God it ended that way and uh, things didn't get crazy with people's arms getting screwed up. See, now that is serious. That is the real deal right there. Unlike the home run derby, I don't know about all that stuff. People could come in and disagree with me. That's fine. Hey, I'm not swinging the bat. What do I know, right? Neither are you, though, out there, so think before you talk. Now, there is some intriguing news regarding the Minnesota Twins. Now, we're not going to talk about any games because, well, that's already over. I did talk about a game (laughs) a little bit, very briefly, because it's just an All-Star game. You know, you don't need to break down the All-Star game. The Minnesota Twins are seriously pursuing third baseman of the Seattle Mariners, Adrian Beltre that's right Adrian Beltre uh, I like this I like it a lot. It, it'll be an expensive move. I believe you'll be paying him uh, 12 million this year and I think uh, quite a bit more the next year I think I don't know if it's 16 or so. that could be very interesting uh, could be very interesting but the guy clearly is an offensive player and a great defensive player as well. Uh, Beltre's batting average has been an issue, especially the last three years. Uh, it's not that bad though. I mean, he's, it's 259 this year. He's had 16 home runs and 46 RBI. That would, in 92 games. That would definitely add some offense to this team at a position that has totally died for the Twins since Corey Koski left. And before that, you know, there was a huge gap in between Corey Koski and a guy by the name of Gary Gaetti. That's a long, long gap at third base. And I'm, I I mean unbelievable, right? So uh if you can get Adrian Beltre, I do it. I do it as long as it's, as long as you're not giving up the world. Do it. Absolutely. Uh here on the last 3 years of course, all with Seattle. Last season Beltre had bat, or batted 276, which is solid. That's not too bad. Had 14 stolen bases as well. Uh 26 home runs and 99 RBI. Solid, 149 games. I mean, I would, God, I'd love to have that. Uh, the year before that in 156 games, Beltre, Adrian Beltre, hit 24, 29, 25 home runs, 89 RBI, 11 stolen bases, and a batting average of 268. Not bad at all. Not, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't blow your socks off, but you got to factor in his defense. It's pretty darn good as well. Uh, the year before that, though, Beltray. Fairly disappointing for the uh, Seattle Mariners. That was the first of four years so far, or three and a half, you could call it. 156 games again, 19 homers, 87 RBI, 255 batting average. The year before that, though, in his contract here with the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles, <laughs> I had to. Boy, he sure likes that 156 number, doesn't he? Three years in a row, he had 156 games played, 200 hits in 2004 48 home runs 121 RBI and a batting average of 334 but but and there's always a but that was the only year he batted over 300 cuz you know going in back from 2003 to 98 his batting average 240 in 2003 his batting average 2 57 in 2002, 265 in 2001. A good 290 in 2000. That was what you could kind of call his breakout year. And in 99, his first full season, he batted 275. And uh, 15 homers, 67 RBI. Nothing majorly sexy, but not bad all the way back then. Um, Yeah, and as a rookie in 98, good old 98, he batted 215 in 77 games. So, uh, hmm. But, yeah, so that's the career of Adrian Beltre, a guy I personally would love to have on the Minnesota Twins at third base. Uh, when you look at his numbers, yeah, you can tell he's a fairly streaky guy offensively, and uh, that's nothing new for the Twins. You've had Kadir, you've had uh, Jacques Jones, but this guy's better than both of them easily. And uh, who's your third basin right now? Mike Lamb. Ryan Busher. Okay. All righty then. Um, yeah, they're better than Tony Batista, I guess. Well, Mike Lamb isn't. <laughs> Maybe he's a little bit better defensively because Batista was like a hologram. I mean, <laughs> the ball could be rolling to him and he'd lose it. So yeah, he might as well not even be there. Uh, Beltre, to me, is would be a major, major addition to this team. And if I'm the Twins, if this, if you can get him at a reasonable price. Do it. I would absolutely do it, despite the fact he will be expensive. Uh, you do have a stadium getting built right now, by the way. So, come on, you know, make some type of move. This team has a chance to be extremely good, extremely good with those four pitchers. And uh, the bullpen is a little teeny bit shaky, but you have a guy by the name of Francisco Lariano that's about to come up. At some point, one way or the other, be it maybe he'll start out in the bullpen because there's no opening yet with Levon being the number five, well, the fifth best pitcher right now, you could say, even though he's a veteran. Um, there's no opening in the starting rotation yet until you trade or lose Beltran and free agents. Or Beltran. Beltran. Levon Hernandez. I'm sorry. Getting all these Beltre and Beltran and all these guys mixed up. Imagine that, right? But, uh... Um, this team has a chance to be extremely good With the right decisions here And uh, Gotta hope for the best with this type of deal here As uh <laughs> Boy would that complete this lineup I, I think you have a complete lineup Alexi Castilla and Gomez Denard Span, If, if Kadair is gone at some point Or benched, whatever Whatever happens, or if he's just hurt forever um, But yeah, Kadair, when healthy Can be dangerous Uh, Yeah, there's two guys by the name of Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, Harris, Brendan Harris, has actually been pretty solid at shortstop. His defense is okay. It's better than he was at second. And his offense is okay. It's better than Adam Everett, who is virtually, uh, you know, he's virtually worthless. You might as well bat your pitcher when you have Adam Everett. So... uh, you know, Delman Young's batting average is solid. You know, his, his his he doesn't hit many home runs. He hasn't driven that many guys in. But he's got a good batting average, and sooner or later, i got to believe that Delman Young's power is going to come. He's obviously a strong guy, and uh, he's 22. He's not 32. He's got a lot of time to get better. Torrey Hunter at 32 popped big time. He started showing a lot more of what he really can do. So, uh, yeah, it takes time for some of these guys to really get better. It really does. Baseball is a tough game. Tough, tough game, as many of you know out there. Uh, with that, that's pretty much it. Uh, this is pretty cool news, though, that this Beltre thing is uh, at least being talked about, as the Twins in the past did not make moves like this. Bill Smith, clearly a more aggressive general manager than Terry Ryan. Terry Ryan, very conservative, yet one heck of a drafting machine. The only problem is all this great players that we drafted or good players you could say ended up somewhere else. Hopefully <laughs> we can keep some of these guys here this time now that we're going to have a new stadium because we've been preaching new stadium new stadiums new stadium forever and um, let's see if they practice what they preach. That is the quote of the day right there for you. Practice what you preach Minnesota Twins. With that, I'm going to conclude episode number 20. I hope it was enjoyable for you. I thank all of you for listening. Don't forget to call the voicemail line, and uh, don't forget to sign up for thesportstuff.com on the message boards. It is a lot of fun. Just just do it. Come on. You won't be disappointed. Come on in and sign up. With that, I'm going to wish all of you a good rest of the week and a good weekend. Enjoy this summer. And we'll see you for episode number 21 next week or beyond.